0: All righty, hello and everyone, welcome to a glorious, glorious Friday upon us, the fourth day of November 2022, the last weekend uh, you'll be inundated with commercials about the election and uh, then it'll just be, you know, you have to deal with people lying to get into office. Hopefully those lying Democrats will be crushed, and then, who knows? Maybe a little bit of truth will creep, and probably not. We're dealing with Democrats here. They'll still be in the media. Anyway, I'm Derek Hunter. I'm your host. appreciate you listening to Action Packed Program, and fun, fun show coming. I mean, a lot of mockery. I didn't know NBC News had a streaming show. I knew they had the Peacock thing and the Junior MSNBC, but now they have something even lower than that it's pathetic and we'll talk about the president's speech and just all the bs that comes out of that poor man's head but first let me tell you that at midnight tonight you will be getting the week in effing review that's right the week in effing review at uh, patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast or Derek Support the show, see pictures of the kids, the family, the trick or treating, get entered into the contests and all that stuff. I'm going to try and enter or ramp uh, up the uh, the game and the signed book business uh, as we approach Christmas. I want to get it out to get something really cool uh, before Christmas, something you stand a chance to get before Christmas. So uh, go there and enter. I think since it is the uh, right before the election, I am going to allow or just uh, distribute normally through the normal channels, as well as through Patreon and whatnot. Maybe make the uh, week in Evan review for free this week to try and inspire people to go and vote. Now, if you don't like swearing, don't listen to it. Don't listen. It's I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'll make it live uh, through the, the uh, normal channel, so whatever you listen to, for noon on Saturday. But then everybody else who subscribes will get it at midnight. They'll have it full 12 hours earlier. So, But, uh, yeah, maybe it'll inspire some people to laugh, think, and get off their asses and vote. So we'll do that. But I appreciate the hell out of the support uh, of the show. If you like it, sign up. And if you don't like it and you just want to win signed books, as I do, ramp it up. Yeah, I did find the Trump books the other day. I, mean, I don't know though. Those are very expensive books now, and he's autographed them. We'll see, we shall see. We shall see. Check it out, sign up. All right, that's uh let's get started. We have a lot going on, a ton of things to talk about. Our idiot president addressed the nation last night, and they built it as a surprise address. And a surprise address, the president of the United States went over to Union Station. Now it's But Union Station is a beautiful building that Democrats have absolutely ruined. Really, really did. I think it's actually featured. I know it's supposed to be in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, but I think they actually filmed there as well. The interior is gorgeous. It's huge. It's um, the main concourse is 555 feet long, which was built expressly. 555 feet long, because that is the height of the Washington Monument. So you could technically, if you ever wanted to, lay the Washington Monument in Union State. Washington, D.C. is so bizarre. Building architecture is so bizarre they do that. The uh, Washington Monument and the uh, Statue of Liberty on the top of the Capitol Dome are both 555 feet. They're the same height. And nothing is allowed to be any taller than... I think ten floors or eleven floors or whatever, so that those two buildings are by far the uh, the towering skyline. Spider Man could never make it in Washington D.C. because all the buildings are so short; he'd just be, he'd run out of webs because it just uh, isn't designed for the long swings. That's why he could only really work in Manhattan. But Joe took the uh, the beast down to Union Station. And he didn't give the speech at the White House. And you sit there and you say, well, why didn't he just give the speech at the White House? Even Democrats would have had to have acknowledged that this speech was a partisan hacky speech. And then he would have been politicizing the White House. And if you remember every time Donald Trump spoke or anybody in the Trump administration mentioned even casually an upcoming election or anything going on in current events, what, they had happened. They were accused of violating the Hatch Act and a complaint was lodged against them. It's a meaningless violation. It's toothless. Uh, it's important, but it's toothless. It says that you can't use government facilities and government blah, blah, blah to uh, conduct political business. It was why when I was in the United States Senate, I'd have to walk over to the Republican National Senatorial or the Republican Senatorial Campaign Committee headquarters for a weekly conference call. Like, I couldn't just use my BlackBerry that the government gave me? Nope, couldn't do it. We were pretty strict about that. Less Some of their offices, Democratic offices, are less strict about it because uh, Democrats control all these things. They know that they're not going to be called out by their own. But uh, if Joe had politicized the White House with that speech last night, he would have... Uh, opened himself up to the very criticisms that he and his fellow travelers loved hurling at Donald Trump. That's why he went to Pennsylvania. This This was essentially a redo of the blood-red Hitler speech, you know, the Nuremberg rally up in front of uh, Independence Hall where they're like, you know what, let's make it look like it's dripping in blood and let's film Joe from underneath and he'll be standing there and let's use a couple of Marines in the background to make it really, really creepy. And then the president can talk about how he's fighting fascism with all of the hallmarks of, you know, fascism behind him. He could tell us how he's fighting fascism. It will be wonderful. It will be glorious. It will be awesome. So instead, they took down to this time, they just put some blue drapes up. They decided not to go with the blood red. It was a little too on the nose last time. And sick the president on the teleprompter. To his credit, he managed to stay awake. Granted, it was only like seven o'clock, so not a real big accomplishment. But he managed to stay awake and watch and get, and stumble through his his partisan hacky speech, telling the American people that democracy itself is on the ballot. Democracy itself is on the ballot, that political disagreements are all well and good and perfectly fine, and he, under his administration, will allow them to continue. It's just that if you vote wrong, you are threatening democracy. And by voting wrong, that means voting for Republicans. It really was an amazing spectacle. I'm not sure Joe was fully aware of what he was saying, but whoever wrote it was really right up there with some of the greatest propagandists ever in, in history. Lenny Riefenstahl, this, uh, they're the uh, Lenny Riefenstahl, the written word. You know who Lenny Riefenstahl is? She was Hitler's film propagandist. She docu- wrote or, uh, produced, directed, and created the documentaries that... You look at now and you go, God, how did anybody fall for this crap? But it worked. It's a different time. People were very naive. And if you listen to Joe Biden's speech last night, you had to sit there and you go, how does anybody fall for this crap? And you have to remember that the good percentage of the American public, a rather large percentage, whatever the number of registered Democrats is, who are not currently bilking the system for millions of dollars, meaning the working Democrats, Whatever percentage that is, that's how big the percentage of people with, uh, let's just call them, again, low information voters. They will fall for anything. They will believe anything because it's much easier than, I don't know, recognizing that the failure in their lives is a direct result of their own actions and poor choices. You know, you want that absolution that the uh, the Pope offers you in the Democratic Party. You know that it, it to, to disagree, to not vote for a Democrat is some sort of threat to democracy. It really is in the minds of these leftists. And oh, by the way, I'll show you how big a lapdogs the media are. First, we're going to start with Joe Biden talking about preparing people. See, because even though before computers, before we had machines that did the counting and the math, we, uh, we had to do that by hand. And somehow people managed to do that all across the country, all in the course of one day, with very, very rare exceptions. And in fact, We used to all vote on the same day, too. True story. Look it up, kids. It's the God's honest truth. We used to all vote on one day, unless you had a damn good reason. You used to have to say, hey, I'm going to be in uh, the other side of the country, the other side of the planet on election day, so I can't vote that day. I need an absentee ballot. And then the election officials had to look at you and they said, all right, well, do you have any proof that you're going to actually be on the other side of the planet? We need some kind of ticket stub or certified, notarized. letter. We need some kind of proof. Not, No offense. We're just not going to take your word for it. That was how you vo- absentee ballot voted. That was it. And you could be turned down for an absentee ballot. He said, "Well, I don't have any proof that, I, but I'm planning on going to Europe the day before the election. I'd like to, and so I just haven't bought my ticket yet." And I said, "Well, come back when you do. We're not, we're not interested in that. And if you haven't bought your ticket yet, maybe plan your vacation a little bit better. Not my problem. You uh, election day is election day, and uh, tough luck, kid. Now we make it." so easy like moses is on call to part the red sea out there to make sure that anybody has within six months of an election has the ability to go in and vote easily often because why not it's the biggest mistake republicans ever made was allowing this to happen it really because it just if you have 30 days of polling places open you have 30 days to stuff the ballot box. You have 30 days to cook the books. You have 30 days instead of one to come up with something. Not that it's everywhere happening, but you just don't allow that. What if a 30 days? 7,000 to 8,000 people die in this country every single day? In a nation of 330 million people, that's just bound to happen. No, what happens When in the course of the month of early voting in some places, like in Pennsylvania, some of those voters die. Well, their ballots are already in the machine. I already vote. Today's the last day of early voting in Maryland. Vote. I voted already. If I were to be hit by a bus, my ballot is already in there. It's counted. There's no way to differentiate it between that uh, between uh, anybody else's ballot and my ballot you can't do it but i should not have been able to cast that ballot if i die and you're supposed to be alive on election day in order to vote except in chicago but that's the only jurisdiction where it matters where they have that exception you uh, you should not be voting yet you can it's a mess it's a disaster it's stupid, and we still have this push from the left. We need to make it easier and easier and easier to vote. And their Democrats are so committed to the concept of making it easy to vote that they are soon to be offering pre-filled out ballots. Like we don't want you to. What if your what if your pen runs out of ink? You would have been disenfranchised by BIC. We can't have that. Or what if you you break your pencil lead? We can't have that risk. So we'll fill out the ballot for you. We'll send it to you. And if you could just sign it, we will uh, vote on your behalf. That's essentially the direction that Democrats would like to go in. We should be going and pushing in the other direction. Before, by the way, before we lose a generation of people who have any idea that we used to vote all in one day, There are a lot of us alive now because it involves Generation Xers and Gen Zs or whatever the hell, not millennials. But they do. They understand. Oh, yeah, you know what? You had to go and stand in line to vote. It was a horrible... Now you had to stand in line to vote. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know what? An entire generation, an entire history of the country is full of people standing in line to vote. All right? I'm sorry, but that is not Jim Crow 2.0. To uh, have to stand in line to vote, you're not being disenfranchised. If you're so damned important that you can't possibly spare an hour for the voting process, then deny the voting process your participation. That'll that'll show it. I have no sympathy for lazy people who sit there and go, "Well, it's disenfranch now. It's not disenfranchising. Stand there and vote." Alright? Wait your damn turn. I used to go as a kid with my dad and mom to vote, and you'd have to stand there and wait. My mom was on crutches and they didn't go, oh, let's give you cuts in line. No, it was you're in line, get in line. I don't want to, we'll move the line as quickly as possible. Also helps if people know what the hell they're doing when they go in there. And take me about took me about three minutes to vote, if that. The only thing that was any delay was making sure I filled in the ovals completely and didn't color outside the lines, and then which person to uh, write in for the Republican I couldn't bring myself to vote for. And the name was Connie Chung. That's what I voted for. I wrote in Connie Chung. (laughs) It was a race that wasn't going to matter anyway. But as a matter of conscience, I had to do that. But if you sit there and you look at the history of this country, the history of the world, they all managed to vote in one day, and they managed to count those votes in one day before computers now there's a rolling count on the machines and all you got to do is go okay let's take the rolling count plug it into this machine this machine will add it to the other rolling counts and uh, we'll have a total and then we can run the paper ballots again through the machine to make sure if there are paper ballots i voted on a paper ballot i recommend you get a paper ballot. We'll run them through one more time to see if the numbers jibe, And that's it. And then we'll, we'll throw the numbers to the central computer, which will then add them up from across the state. Well, the president of the United States last night said, well, don't worry, it's going to take a couple of days. It might take a week. It might take longer to count the ballots. It's perfectly normal. It's how it's supposed to. No, it's not. No, it's not. Joe is... <sighs> Joe is old enough to remember when they, like, slaughtered a goat at the polls. Like, go and take the goat blood and smear it on the side of the uh, candidate you want. That's how old he is. He knows what he's saying is, well, what he's saying is a lie, whether or not he's cognizant of it, I suppose, is a matter of where you believe he is mentally. I don't think he's that far gone. I think he remembers things from a long time ago more so and better than he remembers things from just recently so I suspect he knows what the hell he's talking about uh and he knows that he's lying anyway listen to him say warning people that it may take days to count the ballot and there won't be any shenanigans there's no shenanigans at all and that I pinky swear to you yeah right
1: we know that more and more ballots are cast in early voting or by mail in America we know And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the polls close on November 8th. That means in some cases we won't know the winner of the election for a few days, until a few days after the election. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. It's always been important for citizens in democracy to be informed and engaged. Now it's important for citizens to be patient as well. That's
0: how it's supposed to work. No, it's not. It's not how it's supposed to work. I'm sorry. Okay, you count the ballots. You don't look at them. You don't count them as they're going. But, all right, it's polls over. Let's open it up and count the ballots. Somehow we managed to do that when it was human beings doing it. Now we can't do it in the course of a, uh, I don't know, 72-hour long weekend in the middle of the week with the assistance of counting machines. Can't do it. No way we could possibly do it. You wonder why there are so many Americans out there without any faith in the electoral process. It's that. The people who don't have the faith remember when it was possible to vote as a nation. Not that many fewer people. Yeah, there are 330 million people in the country now. There are probably, what, 290 to 300 million people when we all voted on the same day still managed to do it it's ridiculous but democracy itself is at stake that's the, that was the message of joe biden last night he got you can vote for whoever you want and blah that's what makes america great and weak and all get. but if you vote for the republicans you're basically you're you're disappointing your parents you are uh, in, encouraging and enabling a sexual assault on your your sister and your dog and pouring gasoline or pouring sugar in your own gas tank and you're killing democracy you're taking a pillow and smothering democracy but you're free to vote however you want it's very important that you you understand that you can do that as long as you don't vote in a way that displeases me that was the gist of the speech Listen to the president, the president of the United States, at a place that they had to spend a couple of days cleaning up the homeless encampment so that he could go there and not have to see the fruits of his labor. Seriously, right in front of Union Station. It was a tent city. It was a shanty town, It was a disgrace. But because Joe doesn't give a damn, he didn't know about it, he doesn't care. Um, he never said anything about it. And it's weird that you would go and give a speech a national address thankfully the networks didn't carry it, but a national address as president of the united states and you uh you didn't address anything that the people actually care about that's the weird thing people care about inflation people care about the economy people care about crime the starbucks in union station closed Not because there weren't people going through there every day willing to overpay for crappy coffee. No, there are plenty of people willing to do that in Washington, D.C., everywhere. But because Union Station had gotten so violent, there had been so many violent instances, that the company said it's not worth it to have it open. People working for us are going to get hurt. And so they shut it down. And the President of the United States was there, and he didn't say squat about it. He didn't say squat about anything. The people who actually care about what's going on, you don't have to care what's going on in the country. You care about what's going on in your life. You're sitting there, and you're going, how am I going to be able to afford to feed my kids? Am I going to be able to afford my medicine? Am I going to be able to afford to go to work? Oh, here comes the president. Let's look to the president for an answer. And Joe goes up there and goes, these extreme MAGA Republicans out there are still going on. Like, oh, you're, wait, is this a rerun? Did somebody misload the teleprompter? He's talking about events that happened two years ago. And I can't afford to feed my kids. I can't afford to fill my tank. He did not mention And In newsrooms, they were swooning. Oh, he's talking about January the 6th. Oh, my God. I'm so aroused right now. It's an aphrodisiac. The Spanish fly of left-wing politics is to talk about January the 6th. But normal human beings don't give a damn about it. So while you'll get really, really good editorials out of newspapers that are dying industries. Congratulations. You won't get people interested in voting for you who otherwise weren't already inclined to. If you're living under your desk, afraid that a January 6th rioter is coming to get you, Joe Biden already has your vote. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to get to the polling place before those ultra-maga people get you. But if you're a normal human being trying to get by the president of the united states had nothing for you absolutely nothing the president of the united states isn't democrats in general you can't hear a democrat talk if you notice the thing about democrats they aren't making the case for them you notice that on a policy basis anyway not saying vote for me i will uh i'll pay more in Social Security. Joe Biden got mocked roundly the other day when he was talking about, thanks to us, we're going to be, uh, seniors are going to see the biggest increase in their Social Security, 10% increase, biggest increase in Social Security in, in generation. It's not something to brag about because, and like, look, look, it sounds great. It sounds great. Oh, great, senior citizens are going to get more with their uh, Social Security. That's wonderful. Is there... They're hurting right now. They're hurting. No, the reason that they're getting it is the cost of living increases in Social Security are tied directly to inflation. So Joe Biden created massive inflation and now he's saying, well, we're going to increase what we're giving to seniors, which is essentially telling people we're going to make sure you continue to tread water because that's what the cost of living increase is. That's what a cost of living increase is. It costs 3% more to live every year because of inflation even though inflation before joe biden took office was like 1.4 percent and uh, just just using whole numbers three three percent a year it costs more than you know all goods and services three percent a year so we're going to give you your social security and we're going to add three percent every year well you're not getting a raise you're getting the same you're just being kept at the same level Well, Joe's very excited. Going, oh, we got the biggest raise in a generation on Social Security. Yeah, because you're the biggest failure as president of the United States and created massive inflation. That's not something to be proud of. That's not something to be proud of. It's like saying, we've put on, uh, we put you, forced you to put on 100 pounds. But we're going to buy you new pants and new shirts. And they're all going to be the same of the stuff that you... uh, you had before. Okay, so yeah, no nothing will change about your life except that you'll be probably diabetic. But winded going up the stairs. But that's beside the point. Anything else we're just going to forget. And like well, no, everything is the same except you're worse off. So, a massive cost of living increase in social security isn't something to brag about. Now, if you want to give people on Social Security a raise, first of all, you'd be destroying the system. It's already going bankrupt. But if you wanted to do that, you would have to pass legislation to make a sub- substantive change in people's lives and say, you know what? Inflation is 10%. I want to give everybody a 20% raise. Then you would actually, at least until inflation reaches 20%, be giving those people An increase in their, in real dollars terms, in their uh, income. That's not what he's doing. He's just so damn stupid he doesn't understand it. But you won't find a Democrat out there running on the campaign of vote for me. I'll do more of what we've been doing because nobody likes what they've been doing and the result of what they've been doing has been a disaster. So what else do they have to run on? It's it's a threat to democracy. If you don't vote for us, it's a threat to democracy. You're basically, you vote for us or you're voting for Hitler. Do you want to empower Hitler, sir? Which is not a particularly compelling argument. If you're sitting there and you're going, you're, you're telling me I got nothing, like, what am I, I, you're telling me to vote against them, not for you, but vote for you by default because they're awful. Is there anything you were bringing to the table? No, 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 I don't talk about what I've done. Because if you're talking about how crappy things are, you're the party in charge. You talk about the economy being in trouble, you're the party in charge, all right? You're, You're the one who's doing it. So maybe we should talk. No, Democrats definitely do not want to talk about that. So all they talk about is abortion and democracy itself being on the ballot.
1: I know there's a lot at stake in these midterm elections. From our economy, to the safety of our streets, to our personal freedoms, the future of health care, Social Security, Medicare, it's all important. But we'll have our differences. We'll have our difference of opinion. And that's what it's supposed to be. But there's something else at stake: democracy itself.
0: I'm not the only one who sees it. <laughs> I'm not the only one who sees it. All of my handlers see it as well. And Haley Joel Osmond sees it right next to the dead people. He's like, there's dead people, and there's our democracy at stake over there. Really? We can all disagree on these other things. But don't vote based on those because you'll never vote for a Democrat again as long as you live because we suck on all those things you care about. So vote on something you don't care about for the love of God. Put aside what you want and put aside your best interests and supplant it with the interests of the Democrat Party. Won't you please? It's a hell of an argument. you got to admit that that is uh, in the annals of... You are a really horrible person, party candidate. You've done a horrible job, and the uh, whirlwind the, uh, is coming to get you. You the, you inherit the wind that you. In that, that's a decent argument against it. Most people, most normal human beings, would apologize for what they've done and promise not to do it again. He's not. He's saying, we're still going to suck. We're still going to really try to damage the country economically, militarily, everything we can. But we, uh, we're going to suck slightly. We, we won't, we'll suck slightly. That's a promise. And we will uh, save democracy from you making the wrong choice in democracy. Hmm. I'm not really sure how that works. Now, normal people hear that and go, dude, you're senile old SOP. What the hell are you doing? But if you're over at uh, the nightly newscasts, each of the nightly newscasts swallowed hook, line, and sinker what the president was selling in that speech. It's amazing how good a dogs they truly, truly are. Now, these were, this this is just the CBS News report. I'm not going to bore you with the others. But they were all done and recorded, depending on what – Where you live in the country is depending on what time you get the news. You know, when I was a kid in Detroit, ABC and NBC were on at 6.30, and CBS, I think it was, was on at uh, 7. But in other parts of the country, it's reversed. All these shows, I think they're live at 6 o'clock, and then the affiliates run them in and fit them in whenever the hell they want. So it's not like these people are live and they like well, we do it at six and then we do it again for a different market at six thirty, 30 then we do it again at seven it's not how it works this was in the can before joe biden spoke it aired while joe biden was speaking but it was in the can before joe biden spoke that is how exceptionally good a dog nora o'donnell is when it comes to her fealty to democrats and the President of the United States. She might as well have delivered Joe Biden's speech in her opening monologue for the CBS Evening News. Think I'm kidding? Listen to it. Tonight, President Biden is calling on
2: all Americans to stand up to protect our democracy amid the threats that election deniers pose to the voting process. The White House says the president is seeking to find common ground with voters that our country's future is more important than our political parties. All this is taking place as the House continues to investigate the January 6th attack on the Capitol, in which thousands attempted to interfere with the verification of the 2020 presidential election. And it comes just days after the alleged attempted murder of house speaker nancy pelosi's husband by an attacker who broke into their san francisco home with the intent to kidnap her and with just six days until the midterms a number of republican candidates suggest they would not accept the results unless they are declared the winner
0: speaking of non sequiturs let's just throw a whole bunch of things in there oh yeah no apropos of nothing nancy pelosi's husband was attacked okay yeah he's an insane illegal alien canadian who espoused all sorts of things, but mostly left-wing policy, uh, politics and sloganeerings like the Black Lives Matter signs all over his house. But no, 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 let's just throw that in there. She doesn't say it's because of those damned Republicans that Paul Pelosi was attacked, but there's only one implication that you could draw, having it thrown in there. You gotta love that. Republicans will only accept the results if they win. If they win. Huh? Is there a Democrat out there saying, because this is, I love these hypothetical questions. I don't think I've seen a Democrat ask these questions this cycle. Will you accept the results if you if you lose? Hmm? Because what would the answer be? We're focusing on winning. Chuck, we're going to focus on winning. Bob, we're going to do That's what we're really out here doing is we're going to fight to win. Okay, that's not what I asked. Will you accept... No one wants to answer a hypothetical situation where, they're like, yeah, you know, and if I lose? I'm gonna definitely just sit back and uh, lick my wounds and cry like a little girl and probably drink some Chardonnay. Well, is that really gonna be all inspiring? Imagine a Newt Rockney speech. Look, kids, we're gonna get out there. We're gonna fight and fight. But if we, you know, it's probably not gonna win. And if we do lose, I'm gonna be really upset. I'm gonna. My wife is gonna have to hold me tight tight we're gonna to have to spoon for several days maybe even through the weekend if we don't win okay <laughs> everybody's kind of recoiling in horror, like what what newt what are you doing you you're an ox of a man and no no political candidate would ever go yeah you know what hypothetically i'll totally totally uh accept that i can't wait to i i promise you no matter what, come hell or high water, you show me a truck driving up throwing ballots out like it's a, a rapper at a strip club and making it rain. and ba- I will go, you know what, I don't care. I accept the results. You'd be an idiot to agree to that. But then again, that's Nora O'Donnell. It's CBS News. The most telling thing in that clip from Nora O'Donnell, by the way, that really shows her bias, all of it is, is garbage bias It might as well have been a uh apropos of nothing written by democrat operatives is that she's out there and she goes uh right as soon as she says that the president's speaking all this as the house continues to investigate january the 6th all this the house continues to investigate the house isn't investigating the house is out The House is not in session. There isn't a single, I suppose there are some members of Congress who don't particularly like their families or would rather spend time with their girlfriends or boyfriends uh, who are still in Washington, D.C. right now. But we're less than a week away from an election. The House isn't continuing to investigate squat. They're all, even Liz Cheney's trying to crisscross the country, searching, desperately scrambling for some kind of relevancy, just not finding it. The House continues to investigate. Why are you throwing that in there? It has nothing to do with anything. There's no current investigation. In fact, if Republicans take the House, which they should, provided Democrats can't manufacture enough ba- ballots to steal it, if they should, if they take that, then that'll be it for the January 6th committee. That won't be the last you hear about it. Democrats will do what they did. And this is a little it's a long forgotten little known fact. Remember Sandra Fluck Fluke Fluck, however you pronounced it. Uh, she was the birth control activist who was going to I think Georgetown, Georgetown Lost, which was spending a, a ton of money on her education. She became famous in media reports because she testified that women can't afford birth control government she was advocating for government to pay for the birth control for women and that was the woman who rush rush got in trouble for the, he didn't actually say it. The story was, and the left spun it as, Rush Limbaugh called Sandra Fluck a slut. Remember that? No, he didn't. He was comparing it. He said, what do, you, what do you call a person who does this? You would call that person a slut who wants somebody else to subsidize their sex life. They're having so much sex. And that was spun and, and, and lied about, and they tried to ruin Rush over this. But it was all because of Sandra Fluck's testimony. And it was Sandra Fluck's testimony. And you say, well, testimony, testimony, testimony. It must have been a congressional hearing. And it was a congressional hearing, except it wasn't a congressional hearing. Democrats were in the minority in the House of Representatives. They had no ability to call a single hearing at all. Then Republicans are pretty dumb, but they don't let Democrats dictate which hearings to hold. So Democrats pretended it was a hearing, and the media went along with them. They rented out a space in the basement of the United States Capitol. They had it all set up like it was a hearing, but there was no actual hearing. There wasn't a single Republican involved. It was a Democrat show trial. They wanted to highlight, oh, the oppression of women and the high cost of birth control. It's it's so pathetic. It's so, but, but it was a lie. It was a show. So Democrats will try to continue to investigate. Well, well, they will not try. They will pretend to continue to investigate January the 6th after they lose the House, if they lose the House. They will. They really will. And they will do these show trial types of things where they'll have a room in the Capitol and they'll, they'll call up liberal witnesses. That's essentially what they've been doing right now. It's not like Liz Cheney and Adam Kitzinger are, you know, my social calendar is solid after the new Congress comes in. They got nothing better to do. so They're going to not be members of Congress anymore. You don't have to be a member of Congress to participate in the Democrat show trial. So they could come down and become staffers and official members and they'll rename it as it's the, the uh, January 6th Truth Commission or something like that. And they could continue this crap well, after it, but for all intents and purposes, the actual investigation will come to an end with this Congress. Will come to an end with this Congress. But that won't be the last you hear of it, if Republicans are smart. This is a rather large if, and uh, that is always my concern when it comes to Republicans. But that rather large if would be... Um, they sh- Republicans should take everything. Everything that this committee has, has gathered together is property of we, the American people, but in particular co- property of the United States Congress. It is not from one Congress to another. Well, the 112th Congress uh, can just burn all their documents and everything because the 113th Congress can just go to hell. We're not going to work with... No, I think they're up to like 117th Congress or whatever. I don't know where they are, but it doesn't matter. All those documents, all those testimonies, all those things that Democrats have worked feverishly to hide from the American public. Remember, all you see from these things is what? Here's a 12-second snippet of somebody saying something, and then we'll intersperse it with a B-roll from the riot that day. Like, oh, no, this is terrible. And then you go, wait a second didn't Ivanka testify for like 12 hours and you just showed me uh, 15 seconds where's the rest no 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 we don't don't do that well if republicans take over they'll have access to the rest they'll have access to all they'll have access to everything out there democrats are terrified at that prospect they really are and so republicans should launch an investigation into the investigation of january 6th why because we do need to know how this came about and how much taxpayer money was used and how much of this was strictly for politics like for example allegedly allegedly ray epps testified before the committee we've not seen a transcript. We have not seen a video. We have not seen a video snippet of anything that Ray Epps has said. Now, for those of you who don't remember, Ray Epps is the guy who's running around going, we need to go to the Capitol. Like he might as well have been wearing an FBI windbreaker. We need to go to the Capitol. After the president speaks, start working your way down to the Capitol. It's this way. Wow, you're very concerned about this, Ray. No, we need to go to the Capitol. Was Ray Epps an FBI informant? Was Ray Epps an FBI contractor? Like, what? We don't know anything about him. Because he doesn't want to talk to the media, but he talked to the January 6th committee, allegedly. What did he say? I want to know what he told them, and I would like to see him recalled. The power of the subpoena. Democrats are going to rue the day that they went after someone like Steve Bannon. Not because you don't mess with Steve Bannon. Uh, Steve Bannon, you can mess with him in any way, shape, or form, but he is an American citizen. You mess with anybody, but you don't mess with them beyond or mess with their rights. You can call them fat, ugly, stupid, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. But if you start messing, using the power of government to try and imprison them because of wrong think in your mind, that's a bit of a problem. But when messing with Steve Bannon, what did they do? They went and made contempt of Congress a crime for which serious time is deserved. They set the precedent. Now, remember, Democrats absolutely loved precedent. Oh, my God. You are not allowed to even think about repealing Roe v. Wade. It's been precedent for 50 years. Okay, well, it wasn't the same way with the Plessy versus Ferguson and Brown v. Board of Education. Plessy v. Ferguson had been rule law of the land for a long time, the separate but equal doctrine, and the uh, Brown v. Board of Education said, no, that's a bunch of garbage. No one had a problem with that being overturned because that's how the law works, but somehow abortion was sacred. Well... Democrats love precedent. They set the precedent that contempt of Congress is a jailable offense. I'm okay with that. Let's start calling Democrats before these various committees get to the bottom of it, get their testimony, Uh, make sure that they're telling the truth, swear them all in. A A lot of times when members of Congress testify before various committees, they are afforded a privilege as membership. It's just a courtesy, really, where they don't swear them in. It's not that they're going to allow each other to lie, although that is the practical effect. It is considered a professional courtesy. Uh, you look at your colleagues and you know that they, just like you, are nothing but truth-tellers. Well, I'm sorry. Democrats are full of crap. Swear them all in. If any of them lie, that is a perjury a trap, and you throw the book at them there. Now, nothing will get thrown at them when in this administration, the very administration that is trying to put Steve Bannon away, tried to put Steve Bannon away for six months. Uh, They won't go after Democrats, but a Republican administration could, so you just leave them floating out there, and then you get them. So yes, while the January 6th hearings somehow made it into the report on uh, unrelated issues because Nora O'Donnell is a left-wing hack, don't ever let it fully escape your mind, because when Republicans take control, you got to hold their feet to the fire to make sure they do what is necessary, what is needed, what is required, and frankly, what is right, to get to the bottom and expose all the crap the Democrats have been doing. It could be, and it could get really, really fun, and it should get really, really fun next year. I'm looking forward to it anyway. All right, so what else? We've got, uh, I want to play you this because I didn't, there's MS, or no, it's NBC Plus. I didn't know there was such a thing as NBC Plus. I knew that there was, uh, maybe that's what they call NBC streaming on the peacock or whatever it is, but um, NBC Plus just seems like an ironically named thing. Like, oh, it's just a wonderful, nobody wants your (laughs) crap. Nobody wants the stuff you're offering for free, MSNBC. Why in the hell would anybody want the, <laughs> the stuff that you're you're charging a subscription rate for? But NBC Plus apparently does exist, and it is uh, chock full of really, really just wonderful, wonderful news. Oh, you know what? Before we get to the the trans issue, we talk we didn't talk about it, but there's the story of U.S. United States funding drag shows in Ecuador. You really want to know why people are fleeing Ecuador? It might not just be the corrupt government or the drug cartels or anything. It is the fact that the United States State Department funded 13 drag performances at a cultural center in Ecuador. And you're sitting there going, what? Yeah, $20,600 of our tax money was Fox News. The Biden administration is under fire for spending more than $20,000 in taxpayer dollars to fund drag shows in Ecuador. House Republicans are demanding answers from the State Department over a September decision to approve a $20,600 grant to Ecuador's Abraham Lincoln North American Cultural Center. Wow. Abraham Lincoln is rolling over in his grave. His grave, which, by the way, is like poured concrete yeah people tried to steal his body look at it. it's an interesting history but uh, they they abraham lincoln is now buried under concrete in concrete actually because of grave robbers so uh but, but the grant is for the center to provide three workshops 13 drag performances and the creation of a two-minute documentary why i'd give them a five-minute documentary if they give me twenty thousand six hundred dollars. I'd even make it about drag queens just because the hell, just give me the twenty thousand bucks. President Biden has wokeified the State Department and is misusing taxpayer money to implement a radical and unpopular agenda abroad, said Representative Andy Biggs, Republican of Arizona. Yes he did. Well they did that, and congratulations to you can see why people are fleeing. And then along those lines. No, you know, and I'll save this other thing out of Norway until after we hear this audio. Along those lines, NBC News on NBC+. Plus. Now, these are these are two people, I'd, three people I'd never heard of. This is like the junior. This is like the rookie league. Normally, the streaming services are for like Mehdi Hassan and things like that. People, they put in on the weekends to get more reps. So they aren't as terrible at their jobs as you know the the jokes that they are. And maybe they can not suck at their jobs for when they finally fire somebody over at MSNBC, something like that. But the streaming service is really, really honestly for some of just the really terrible at their jobs people. Now these people, the NBC reporters Joe Fryer. Savannah Sellers, and Joe, spelled J-O, the other Joe is spelled like a normal Joe, jo Yurkuba, I think, Y-U-R-C-A-B-A, I know they pronounce it in the audio, but discussed the impact of voter ID laws on transgender people. Yeah. On NBC News' free streaming service. Show Morning News Now. Now, I want you to hear and uh, hear what they say in these clips, but also listen to the peppy, unquestioning delivery of state sponsored propaganda. Make no mistake, that's what this is. You're sitting there and you're listening to every bit of state-sponsored propaganda you have ever heard in your life. If you've ever heard translated things out of Russia or Cuba or China or North Korea, whatever the media is, it's the same mindless attitude, the absolute unquestioned obedience to a narrative and acceptance of whatever it is they bring to the table, whatever it is they offer. It's in their tone of voice. It's bizarre and terrifying and hypnotic at the same time. But yes, apparently trans, uh, transsexuals, transvestites, trans, I guess they're just trans now. It's a catch-all term. Are having difficulty voting. I know. I'm sorry to have ruined what would have been otherwise a perfectly good night's sleep for you. Try not to let it bother you too much. As Gen Z gears up to hit the polls, transgender voters are concerned they might be
1: blocked from casting their ballots.
2: Yeah, that's because a growing number of states are enforcing stricter voter identification laws that disproportionately impact the community.
1: NBC Out reporter Joe Yorkeba joins us now with more on this. Joe, good morning to you. So first of all, how can voter ID laws create obstacles for transgender people? And where do we see some of the strictest voter ID laws?
0: <laughs> oh the dear leader today ended up golfing for the very first time and hit 18 holes in one it's wonderful well i tell you there's nothing like kim jong-un and the ability to swing a golf club that same sort of creepy you can tell there's zero thought behind anything that's coming out of these people's minds okay i'm supposed to say what all right well then i'll say it that's what there you go there you go Poor transgender people. Now, before you even hear what comes next, what might be going through your head as to why it is that some transgender people might have a little bit of difficulty in voting when it comes to voter ID. Might it be because in their driver's license photo, they're a dude with a thick beard and a Marlboro hanging out of their mouth and some tobacco chew dripping out. And uh, then they've got like a flowing blonde wig and are wearing high heels. I'm like, huh, you don't really look like uh, your your driver's license photo right there, sir, ma'am, sir, nam, sir, sam. But well, if you thought that, you'd be right. Now, is this a stop the presses moment? And my God, we need to overhaul the nation's voting system for point zero 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 two percent of the population. Bunch of weirdos who can't understand that people might not recognize them because they're dressing up playing dress up no well it is to nbc news
2: Sure. Yeah. So voter ID laws disproportionately impact trans people because trans people are more likely to have IDs without the name uh, that they go by and the gender marker that reflects how they present. And recent research shows that just over 200,000 eligible trans voters in uh, 31 states that both conduct their elections mostly in person and require or request ID at the polls don't have IDs that reflect their gender identities and the names they go by. Um, And, you know, the states that have the strictest voter ID laws, are mostly concentrated in the South and Midwest. So you're, you know, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Kansas. So voters there are are going to be most affected.
0: (laughs) I love it. Oh, they don't have the things that reflect their personal beliefs. Oh, yeah? Well, I don't have the uh, photo ID that reflects my personal desire that I have a set of six-pack abs. So can we just pretend that my beer belly is is six-pack abs? Can Can we do that? Are we good? Everybody has to acknowledge it. Chicks, get your singles ready. All right, let's do this thing. Unbe- it's such. By the way, Joe, it, did you might have missed it in the first clip? She's a reporter for NBC Out. Now you're a normal human being sitting there going, "What the hell is NBC Out? Is this their camping vertical? Do they talk about the best campgrounds or national parks or tent sales?" No, no, no. Out, as in the gay, because gay news is different from regular news, apparently. just like NBC News has NBC News Latino. I'm surprised they didn't name it Latinx, and I'm not sure why they committed that hate crime. But they have NBC News Latino, and they have NBC News Black. Because, and NBC News Asian now. They finally got around to that. Because news has a race, apparently now to the left and it also has sexual preferences yeah your news is getting it on you probably already knew that by the way it was trying to screw you over but i love this this oh you know people they 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 don't present they have different names in their ID. where else is it acceptable that you have a, a different name and picture on your id where is it acceptable Try and get on a plane with, uh, yeah, my name is Derek Hunter, but I've got my fake ID. I don't want the uh, IRS to know that I'm moving loads of cash offshore. So I'm traveling under a non-deplume. I'm traveling under uh, Chauncey Snottenheimer. They'll never know what's going on. And so that I'm presenting as Chauncey today. Here's my driver's license. Don't worry that it says Derek Hunter. Don't worry that it doesn't even look like me in the picture. Just shut up. And let me buy. I'm identifying as such today. Where else would that be acceptable? Nowhere. Nowhere in the world would it be acceptable. But if you actually, if you wanted to meet with the president of the United States, and God knows why you would want to do that with this clown, but if you did, they run a thorough background check on you. If you just enter the White House, they actually run a decent background check. If you take the public tour, they they run and make sure you don't have any active warrants. If you get into the West Wing, which I have been into... You have to submit like a day ahead of time your social security number and your full address, your full name, and, everything, and they run a background check on you, make sure there's nothing weird on there. So if you then show up and you're different, a different name, you want to be called a different name or you have a different name on your driver's, you're probably not going to be let in to meet the president of the United States. So if these things are so fundamental to your well-being and your existence and your, your mental health, wouldn't you then go, uh, well, I've got to do everything. You can change your name to whatever the hell you want to change your name to. I don't give a damn. If your name is Joey and you want to be known as Lila, knock yourself out. Get it done legally. I will call you nothing because I'll go, Psh, that's weird. I don't want to be a part of that. But that's beside the point. I'll wish you well. I will not try to stop you. But if I will not plow the roads so that you can have special treatment. Ever. Sorry you're not special. No matter how different you pretend to be or think you are, I will never, ever in a million years think of you as special because special is not how you exist. Special is how you, what you do. Special is a result of actions, not existence. Inhale, exhale. Okay, everybody does that. Doesn't make you special. Doesn't make you unique. It won't make me care. But NBC News will care because you won't be able to vote because stupid reasons. Let's talk about
2: the process of changing identification for transgender people. I know it can be difficult. Even voter laws aside, walk us through that. Yeah, so bear with me here, because it's a list. I spoke to um, Alex Corona in Milwaukee, a trans woman who had to complete this process when she was in college, and she told me that in Milwaukee County, first you have to go before a judge to file a, a name change petition. Then you have to publish notice of your name change in a local paper for three weeks, and anyone can challenge your name change during that time. Then you go before a judge again, and then you have to go update your name with various state and federal agencies, like the DMV and the Social Security Office. And in some counties and other states, you also have to get your fingerprints taken at a local police department and also undergo a criminal background check. And this has become even more difficult in recent years because a lot of states have passed laws restricting whether or even how you can change your gender marker on your driver's license, um, for instance, um, which is only possible in Tennessee, for example, if you show proof of surgery.
0: Yeah, cut it off or you're still a dude. But if this before you start crying for them, Argentina, this may sound familiar to about half the audience. Why? Because it's pretty close to what happens when women do when they change their name when they get married. It's not not a heroic effort. Herculean in its scope. No. I, it depends on the state, but you've got to jump through some hoops to make sure that you change your name properly and you got to change your name everywhere. And you got to let things know. And I don't know about the... Uh, I, I've heard of the... You've got to publish this thing in the paper for a while... I don't know that that applies to married women, but it makes sense to other people. And it does apply to people who are just changing their names, period. Not from Betty to Bob, but from Bob to Tony. Why? Because what if Bob owes you a lot of money? What if Bob is the guy who beat the hell out of uh, you or stole your dog or whatever? And you go, hey, wait a second. There's Bob. That Because if you change your name, it makes it a little more difficult for, you know, certain things to track you down so it makes sense but they try to make it sound as nefarious as humanly possible poor poor sweet sweet nourishing trans people having difficulty they have to fill out paperwork that oh you have to a a sheet of paper a whole sheet of paper you have to fill out to completely negate the existence of reality and biology one sheet of paper oh my god the horror of how do you ever survive Give me a break. So then there's one more clip here about the trans voting issue. Feel sorry for them. Cry for them. This is, again, uh, the NBC News streaming service. If you wonder why you never heard of it, it this would probably be a good reason as to why.
1: And Joe, being transgender while actually voting can be dangerous, especially in states where the so-called culture wars are raging. I know you spoke with someone about their experience at the ballot box. What did they tell you? And does that experience seem reflector of the fear that transgender people in general experience while voting?
2: Sure, yeah. I spoke to Henry Seaton, who voted for the first time in 2016 when he turned 18, and he told me that he went to his local polling place, which was a in a conservative um, Nashville suburb, and he showed his ID to the poll worker. And at the time, he had legally changed his name. He was presenting as masculine, but his ID still said female because of those barriers I talked about to change your gender marker on IDs in Tennessee. So the poll worker was very confused and had to call over another poll worker, and it took a lot of time, and he had to out himself as trans and he he ended up being able to go in and vote, but he said a lot of people around him were looking at him suspiciously because they saw that he had been flagged by the poll workers. And he said that that's, it's incredibly dangerous for trans people due both to the wave of anti-trans legislation that we've seen, but also um, in states like Tennessee where you've seen five anti-trans bills become law last year. Um, and so those combination of the two make that kind of thing at the polls very dangerous for trans voters.
1: Important issue, Joe Yerkeva, as always. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you. Yeah, it's such an important issue. I'm sorry if you're not going to be able to sleep tonight. It's just hugely, hugely important. I love it. So and so is a trans man. Blah blah blah. Tried to vote, but his uh, driver's license said that uh, she's a chick. He had to out himself as trans. Well, what do we? What do you mean out himself as trans? All we hear is as a trans woman, as a trans man. He's a trans woman. He's a, tra- it's a trans person. All they do is like want that hyphen. Please call me trans this and trans that and trans the other thing. What do you mean there's no outing as trans? You are trans. That's sort of what the identity is based on, isn't it? God, these people are so stupid. It's, it's almost impossible to mock them. They really are. Can you mock a parody or can you parody something that is a mockery of reality? I don't know. They're finding out over in Norway... Redux, R-E-D-U-X-X, dot com, dot info. Headline, Norwegian man now identifies as disabled woman, uses wheelchair, quote, almost all of the time. I don't know, maybe this site is a parody, but it's, it can't parody this stuff anymore. A man in Norway is sparking outrage on social media after he was sympathetically interviewed about his decision to begin identifying as a disabled woman. Not just a woman, a disabled woman. He can walk just fine, but he uses a wheelchair. I guess you really work on your upper body strength. On October 28th, Good Morning Norway aired an interview with Jorund Victoria Almi, 53, an able-bodied man who now identifies as a disabled woman. In the interview, Almi stated that he had always wished he had been born a woman who was paralyzed from the waist down. Instead, he was born a man who was paralyzed from the neck up. Almy, a senior credit analyst for Handelsbanken in Oslo, has received positive coverage in Norwegian media since he first announced his trans disability publicly on Facebook in 2020. He has given several interviews alongside his wife, Agnes, good Lord, I don't know, is that an empty set in there? This is the world that we live in. Uh, maybe I'll explore more of this on the next show because this is worthy of its own segment. But you got to love this. It, it, what are they say? Oh, how dare you identify as a disabled person? Well, how can you say you can If you could say a man is a woman or a woman is a man, why not a differently abled or trans-abled? Why not race? Why not anything? I identify... As the sole heir of Howard Hughes, whatever happened to his fortune? You best reamass it and give it to me, or at least a significant chunk of it. You transphobic bastards, right? Who's to say? Who can? T- if if reality doesn't matter, let's all go crazy with it. Let's just go hog wild. What the hell? Game on. That is it for today, ladies and gentlemen. But since it is right before the election, that is not it for the weekend. And because it's a weekend, it's not it. We'll have the weekend F and review for subscribers, for supporters at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast or Derek at midnight tonight or 12.01. Exactly. Actually, uh, hopefully I'll just maybe make it a rah-rah speech and just uh, expose these. Idiots. God, they make me sick. It's going to be fun. And uh, it'll come free through everybody's devices, whatever, iTunes, whatever, uh, about noon on Saturday. Reminder, if you don't like if offensive language designed expressly to be offensive, if you don't like it, don't listen. Just skip it. There's nothing. It's not even like, well, you can just skip ahead for five minutes. The whole thing, just consider it one giant F-bomb and penis joke. That's it don't listen to it otherwise. If you have any sensibilities about people being called rude names, don't listen to it. It's all in good fun and truth. So check that out otherwise and support the show. And otherwise, be back here on Monday all over again. Have a great one.